When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerger. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. We've been rolling through these podcasts. Yeah, you sound very subdued. I'm Long subdued. day in the office. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's late here. It's 1120. Yeah. I was just watching track and field. I guess that got me very excited. I don't know. Yeah. Why are you so excited about the track? You want to tell us? I mean, no. Uh, wish Any Richardson big bets come won. through? Yeah. Uh, not me. I I bet against her uh, in, our, oh, in our pool. What a hater. But, um, yeah. Yeah, let's talk Broncos. So this is a team that uh, unfortunately neither you nor I bet against last year. We went the other way. We were all in on this team. And, um, you know, obviously the most disappointing team in the league. Their total was 10 and a half last year. They went five and 12. Crazy uh, fun fact here. The Broncos have not gone over their preseason total since uh, 2015. The uh, the Super Bowl season, the the inaugural season of uh, 32 fans, which is kind of crazy to fail to hit the over for eight years in a row. And, and this is one of the teams that you and I have a big disagreement about this year. You have... Uh, okay. Almost totally learn your lesson. You have them all the way down at 19. And I have yet to learn my lesson. I have. Why do you have the guest guess? Why do why do you always do this? It's like an easy well, thing. There's, there's no guess guessing because it's sequentially like yesterday we posted the 18th. Yeah, but not every now not every guest. First of all, not every guest knows what we're up to. It's like an absurd thought. All right. Anyways, the Broncos are number 17. Sorry. It doesn't make any sense. You you asked like one guest before we started, like like three weeks ago to guess, because then they didn't know. But like it doesn't really make sense to guess now. All you're saying to them is show off how you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> What's well, the skill we- in that? Okay. Yeah, but all right. Why do we <laughs> why don't we introduce our guest here to talk about the Broncos? Contributor to Mile High Sports, co-host of the Crush Podcast, and here to talk Broncos with us today is Lindsay Bebo. So Lindsay, welcome to 32 fans. And tell us, like, what's the general vibe in Denver? Because obviously coming off a really disappointing year, uh, you bring in Sean Payton. He's uh, currently fighting with the Jets. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> That's why I'm super excited to be here. I actually went to sleep last night listening to Akiva and Rob talking about hard knocks. And mm. then so when I woke up, oh, wow. no, literally, and when I woke up to the to the DM asking if I wanted to come on, I was like, did I did I manifest this? Am I still dreaming? <laughs> um, but it, it I is to- a dream to be here. Oh, absolutely. I'm so honored. And I have to say, I do listen. And I went through the remaining teams that you guys hadn't covered yet. And I wrote down in order where I thought the Broncos would end up. And I actually guessed 15. I had us ahead of the Lions and the Browns. Okay, so 17 which is our average. So that's that's pretty close. So when you were saying guests, I'm like, no, like I was just... 
waiting Sorry. to shout out. No, no, no. Well, he's upset because so you're I making Alex's point. County, um, but I was raised a Denver Broncos fan. My family's from Denver. And I was just there um, right before training camp started. And I think the difference this year than in previous years, obviously, all of us, there were so many red flags. We have a little bit of bad luck with the Broncos. Our, our initial plan guest had to cancel at the last minute because oh. his employer right. would not let him okay. go on in a uh, competing podcast. His employer uh, rhymes with Bespin. I won't say what it is. Uh, fortunately, Lindsay stepped up. Her employer did not block her from 32 fans, although her internet did for a second. But she's back with us now. We're good. I just switched internet, so there shouldn't okay. be any more problems. I am so sorry about no that. No worries. That's all good. It's all right. Um, but as I was like, so I think the difference between this year and years past is there is excitement. There is like, I mean, Sean Payton, hello, how could you not be? But there is apprehension. So I think we're a little bit more apprehensive to just get so outrageously excited and completely be shooting for the moon. Um, I think I think this is the most level headed we've been, but it's an optimistic level headedness. Well, so I guess what my question is, is why should they only be 15 or level headed or whatever? Like, as I said, the total was 10 and a half this, this year, last year. And this team should be better. This team is better than the team last year. They improved their offensive line. They added, you know, a good pass rusher. They didn't lose anybody important. Right. Um, and, and and then obviously there's the like the dead cat bounce from Hackett or progression to the mean or, or whatever cliche you prefer of going from Hackett to uh, to Sean Payton. So I, I, I don't understand. OK, so maybe ten and a half was a little overly optimistic last year, but shouldn't this team's total be like like nine or nine and a half? And granted that the East, the, the AFC as a whole is much better this year. But but I'm sort of confused why this team doesn't have the expectations that they basically had going into last year. Right. Like Sean Payton could have taken any job. He, I mean, they, Denver had to trade a first round and a second round pick to get him. So he chose this job because he thinks that Russell Wilson isn't yet washed. And so unless you think that Peyton is washed, which it, it might be a lot of times these coaches are gone and they come back and they just can't do it a second time. But like, I just, I, I just don't understand why, what, why people are as low on this team as they are. I think the culture it can't be talked about enough in terms of the Broncos have not had a winning culture um, since Peyton Manning left. I mean, you could argue that first season, they still, they still had a winning record, um, but they just haven't proven they can win. And that's not just something you can snap your fingers. You can add one little ingredient and suddenly, I mean, that is a mindset. But, but, hold on. but, but with all due respect, why not? Yeah. Because Nathaniel Hackett had a winning culture in Green Bay and Russell Wilson had a winning culture in Seattle. Like that's the kind of stuff, honestly, that I feel like is sort of like the bullshit that retroactively we give reasons for like, oh, it's because Russell Wilson had his own private coaching staff and his own office on the second floor. And that's why, like even Sean Payne himself said, by the way, he said, if they had success last year, I don't think the upstairs meeting room matters to anybody. And I think that is true. Oh, like, yes, sure. it's a different culture but it's only because it failed that we say oh the culture was bad last year nobody was saying that this time last year and they didn't ever and russell wilson like they were bringing in all guys who had won everywhere they went before so like so, i just you know yeah i mean if you look at our team there's only a handful of people that have ever even played in a playoff game i mean you think about justin simmons who is arguably the best safety in the league and that guy hasn't even gotten close to knowing what it's like to be in the playoffs there's just there isn't it's not a winning locker room. And that's not to say that it can't be this year. Now I, I have the Broncos beating the jets. I have the Broncos, you know, gun to my head. I do think we are finally going to break the curse against the chiefs, but I'm not like jumping up and down and telling you, Oh my gosh, for sure. Sean Payton's here. I mean, I'll give you an example. 
of something that keeps me apprehensive. So again, it's just preseason, right? Preseason means nothing. We've seen in years past, the Lions go, I think it was something like they won all their preseason games and then you know, we know how their history is. Um, the Broncos have lost by one point in the last two games at the very last second. Now, again, we're talking at that point, we have third stringers in there. That's not who we're really going to see on the field. But that is a habit that, the Broncos have shown in the last couple of years. And those are the things that concern me is they just haven't shown that they can finish the job. I think the pieces are there. It's just for whatever reason, there's this little ounce of magic that hasn't been able to, to come together. And that's where the apprehension is. And it, what did, you are uh, right, by the way, Akiva, they went four or nine in one score games last year. They were like the opposite of the yes. Vikings. And so, but that tends to revert, you know, and if you normalize that, you almost have a 500 team right there before you've made any other changes, really. I, I want to know from Lindsay, what the uh, Peyton came in uh, a, a few weeks ago and, and made all the comments about Hackett. Do you think that was just about like, bl you know, t shifting the blame away from Russell Wilson for last season? Do you think he's just like uh, insecure? Is he a fire, a, a fight starter? What What was it with like Peyton? sort of throwing the previous regime under the bus and, you know, starting a war with their week five opponent, the Jets. So that shocked everyone. Um, and I think that includes the people in the office. I don't think anybody was anticipating that, especially the fact that he was throwing, you know, the GM under the bus. He was throwing the president. I mean, everyone was getting thrown under the bus. I think it came from a place of wanting to show Russ support. Um, up until that point, Sean Payton really had not backed Russ up. I don't know if you guys are aware. There was a couple weeks ago, there was a dinner and it was Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. I think Joe Montana was there and people were asking Sean like, oh, you guys must have, you know, really talked about Russ and had a great time. And he kind of just poo-pooed it and was like, yeah, you know, Russ wanted to come. And he's just downplayed Russ completely up until that point. I don't know why he felt the need to go as hard as at Nathaniel Hackett as he did. I don't know if he was just, I mean, Sean Payton's an a-hole. I think we can all agree <laughs> like he's not the greatest human being that's ever existed. So I don't know if he was just feeling himself or what, but I, I do think it was more about defending Russ than necessarily attacking Nathaniel Hackett. Is there any reason to think, if we could talk about Russ for a few minutes here, is there, what's the case for Russ bouncing back, you know, from last year? And then, what do you think or do you think it's a legitimate fear that he's just an older player who's taken a zillion hits, a smaller, older player, mind you, uh, you know, who maybe is declining physically and there's no reason to think he'll bounce back to 2020 Russ or, you know, 20 or previous than that. So, and especially last week's pre or uh, I mean, like two days ago, preseason game, Russ looks quick. He's Lost 15 pounds reportedly. Um, he definitely looks buffer, but he was looking real quick. I think he had a run for 17 yards. Um, he, you know, he only played a couple of series, but he looked fast. I think the concern that I do still have, if I do have any, is that there were plays last year, and I can think about when we played the Colts, and I don't know if you guys watched that abysmal game, but he was just, he was not seeing wide open receivers. Um, and that's where the concern is, is it's kind of like, okay, you weren't really having that issue in Seattle. So 
why is that suddenly an issue? And I think that that's something that Sean Payton and him can work on. But in terms of the athleticism, I, I don't think that's gone. I really, really don't. It is wild how bad he was last year. Um, <laughs> True Media Sports uh, lists uh, 384 quarterbacks with at least 300 mm-hmm. attempts in a season in the last 11 years, going back to 2012. Out of those 384, last year, Russell Wilson ranked 374 in passing success rate. The bottom 10, it's it's Mike Lennon, Deshaun Kaiser, Blaine Gabbert, Josh Rosen, uh, Russell Wilson, 2022. So, I mean, he was like stunningly awful. No, it was bad. It, it was very bad. <laughs> There's no doubt. Well, keep on a question for you. Do, do you think, so, you know, we talked about how the Broncos had to give up a first and a second to New Orleans to get Peyton. Do you think uh, Sean Payton is worth a first round pick and a second round pick? If it was my team, I do think that there is a scenario where the best coach out there, I think ultimately, okay, let's trade a two pick special, especially if it's not, you know, a top 10 pick. I don't know. Like you said, a lot of the old coaches end up being retreads. You know, we saw Joe Gibbs twice and Art Shell twice and uh, a lot of coaches, you know, people, even though McCarthy's winning, people aren't really impressed with him in Dallas. But then we saw Andy Reid, you know, uh, do even better in Kansas City. I, short answer, I guess, but I, I, I almost think that's the least of the Broncos' problems. Well, I'm just curious, how many coaches do you think would be worth that many picks? So you ranked uh, Sean Payne eighth in your personal quarterback ranking, mm-hmm. and he was eighth in our overall as well. So you think there's at least the the top eight coaches would be worth a first and a I second? I think ostensibly, pick. yeah, the top quartile of coaches would be would be worth something. I mean, okay. the, you know, if, if he's that much better than Hackett, which probably won't, won't well, almost be too hard. Be, right? I'm less worried. I'll be honest. I, I think Lindsay, you'll probably agree with this. I'm less worried about Peyton having lost it than I am about Russ potentially having lost it. What do you think about that? I definitely could see that. And we've really only seen Sean Payton work with one quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he was there for two years post Drew Brees. Um, And even then he had Jameis and he had, you know, so he he had people that it's not like he took the quarterback ever and suddenly made them good. Like I I really haven't seen him project and in a quarterback and fix something that needed to be fixed. Um, I mean, you could argue the Saints had won two games in the year prior and then they went to the playoffs. So very, very points in favor for that. But uh, yeah, Sean hasn't really proved that he can take crap from a quarterback and like suddenly make it amazing. And uh, like kind of like what, a oh my gosh, why am I spacing on his name? Um, Mike Tomlin, right? Like I have no doubt you give Mike Tomlin a retired Tim Tebow. And I still think he can go by at least 500. I, I don't know about Sean Payton. I think Akiva is trying to make a little bit of a distinction without a difference also, because if Russell Wilson has totally lost it, then Sean Payton taking this job is an example of him also having lost it, right? Because either Payton's lost it or Wilson is still good because if Wilson isn't good, then Payton's lost it by choosing this team. Cause again, he could have gone anywhere. Right. He picked this team because he thinks Russell Wilson yeah. still has it. So if he's wrong, that means that, you know, he's wrong in terms of, you know, succeeding with quarterbacks, which is his big skill. So and I will say that's why I was a little bit actually I was quite surprised by that interview um, that where he was bashing Nathaniel Hackett, because I felt with somebody with that size ego, I that's why I thought he wasn't. Uh, pumping up Russell Wilson because I think he wanted to be able to save face if Russ didn't play well you know he could he could blame it on Russ right it had nothing to do with him they could move on from him and the fact that he has stuck his neck his neck out so far for us like they're now attached if Russ does not have a good season like it's on Sean Payton he has completely attached himself to him and there's no getting away from it I think at this point 
what happens if they go? I mean, the division is kind of tough, right? You have the best team and another team that ostensibly is very talented. What happens if you go seven and ten, and Russ plays not as poorly as twenty twenty two, but it's clear he's not a star anymore. He's at best like an average, you know, the sixteenth, eighteenth best quarterback in the league, which would be better than last year. What do they do? Like, what I do think you that's do? that's one of those worst case scenario positions because then you're drafting middle of the pack, and unless you find some amazing diamond in the rough, you're probably not drafting your next franchise quarterback. And you weren't bad enough to be able to get somebody like Caleb Williams. And also, we just traded away a first and a second. So we couldn't even really use that to try and uh, get back up there in the draft. I think if the Broncos don't make the playoffs this year, I, I do think they move on from Russell Wilson next year. The but way they the contract can't really, so, it's an $85 million really, dead cap number, which would be sh- so I, would shatter every record of all time. So I don't have the numbers at the top of my head, but it's I do 80, believe after yeah. well after this season, I know it's manageable. It was it's, it's this 80, season. It's, it's, it's if if they cut him after the season, it's eighty five million. So <laughs> I mean, they have one more. They, so it's one more year. So maybe it's one more year. They, okay, then yeah, yeah, I think it's one more year. Then that I'm, I'm that. Well, I'm thinking if of. he's completely watched, if he looks like Donovan McNabb in Minnesota, then the answer is easy. <laughs> but it, it's a tougher question yeah. if what Akiva said. If he's basically an average quarterback, I don't think you can cut him at that point. Well, then no, then they're stuck with him anyway, right? Yeah. And I think it would be too. I mean, why did we go seven and nine? Did we go seven and nine yeah. because Russ was marching down the field at the end of the game and threw a pick? Are we seven and nine because you know he's uh, fumbling the ball? Like, if, I also think it depends on why because our line yeah. is still not great. That's been my biggest concern in preseason. Mm-hmm. It has not looked good at all, um, and so I think. That it, you know, if it doesn't go well and Russ is getting sacked as much as he was last year, you could all, you could point the blame to that, and I do think Russ gets another pass. But hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I do like how Sean Payton brought the the Saints sort of cap philosophy with him to Denver, which is, you know, pay now, exi- yeah. worry about it later. They gave out and three of the 12 biggest yeah. contracts this offseason. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, the new right tackle, got uh, his salary, his his contract value total is 88 million. Ben Powers, the yeah. guard, another 51 million. Um, but with all the with these and Cam Fleming, another, I think like a swing tackle brought in with these guys added. The offensive line still is uh, giving you concerns, though. It is. It is. Um, I think Ben Powers has looked a little rough um, again in preseason, but again, it's preseason. So I don't want to think, you know, that that's exactly what we're going to see in the regular season. I mean, last year, the Broncos starters didn't even play in the preseason. Um, So there's still kinks to be worked out. But yeah, no, it's not been great. Yeah. When your 35 year old quarterback is playing in the second preseason game, it's not a huge endorsement of him. Right. 
The fact that he um, hadn't got on the field at all. I, yeah. you know, I was, I, when I was doing my Broncos deep dive today, so one of the things I look at uh, to sort of gauge uh, player value is to see, especially the players who are free agents in the last two off seasons, what, what contracts they got, trying to imagine what contract a player would get if they were a free agent, especially for non-rookie players on non-rookie deals. I think I've never checked to see if it was a mistake more times than the contract they gave Ben Powers, who was a guard last year for Baltimore. It's such a big deal. He's barely going to make my NFL 500 of the top 500 players. He's getting paid like a star. And um, uh, they they also gave a huge contract, like you said, to McGlinchey, who's fine, but he's at best the slightly above average right tackle. Um, and they, they pay big money for Zach Allen, who I know everybody loved. He's an interesting player, Zach Allen, because uh, he, you know, he was really dominant uh, in run defense last year, but he basically had one year. They're pay- they paid him a lot of money off one good year. He had five and a half yeah. sacks. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. I mean, we could go through all the positions now, but like Javante Williams, it's speculation because he's never healthy, right? Um, uh, you know, people think Quinn Miners, the other guard, like, oh, he's going to become a big star. But a little bit of that is speculating. Frank Clark, is he washed up, right? Um, uh, Randy Gregory, like everyone, you know, he's sort of a known commodity. And then you look at his career he stats. Like, last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, he played poorly last year and he really never plays. He's been on the field, I think, twice in his career for more than like 275 snaps. So, they the one thing that struck me, and maybe we'll go position by position now, is like they have a lot of average or above average players. They do not have a lot of stars beyond maybe Sertan. And I guess Jerry Judy. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers in the league now, but I have no problem if you want to call, you know, Judy sort of like a Pro Bowl level player at this point. I think this year, if the Broncos passing game is better, I think he will be on that level. Uh, is that fair to say though, Lindsay, that there's there's I it, it's sort of the opposite of stars and scrubs. Like almost everyone here is like a B to B plus player. Oh, absolutely. And if Sean Payton wasn't the coach, I we would have gotten the bare minimum uh, primetime games. Like no chance that we th- that's the only thing that made us more relevant this year um, after what happened last year. I think the besides Russell Wilson, unless you're a really big football fan, you probably can't name three people on the team. <laughs> I do. Th- yeah. I love the receiver depth, though. I mean, Akiva, you mentioned Judy. He's only 24 years old. He looked yeah. like a star the second half of last season. Um, they added out Marvin Mims in the first round. They added Marquise Callaway from the Saints. Uh, Tim Patrick missed a whole year injury, so he's back. Um, no, Patrick is hurt again. Oh, no, he's hurt again. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's hurt always again. out. Yeah, he got oh, yeah, no, that, oh, you got to refresh. Alex, you got to refresh our lads. It's uh, OK, but that's yeah. fine. But they have Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. I mean, no, they do. Have, they do have depth. They do. They do have depth. The receiver. That is true. And how how is Mims look, by the way, Lindsay, is it, because it looks like he's probably going to start. Yeah, no, Mims has looked fantastic. Um, the Tim Patrick uh, injury was devastating. Um, he's I mean, that's been the biggest. I think if there's been a hope, it's been, oh, my gosh, we're getting Tim Patrick back. We're getting the guy who doesn't drop the ball because for as great as Judy is, he does have some drop issues. And. Tim Patrick is Mr. Reliable. Um, and so that that's heartbreaking. I can't even begin to tell you how far my heart sunk when I saw that news. And then Jalen Vir- Virgil just got hurt, actually, in the last preseason game. So we do have depth, but it's kind of like Charlie or Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, where it's like we go in with a lot and one by one they start to fall. Um, but I do, Mims has looked fantastic. I think he's probably one of the biggest bright spots um, that, we've seen especially in training camp i i think he's going to also be uh returning uh punts and kickoffs um this season uh kendall hinton did it last year but he's one of those guys that former somehow Q, just keeps former qb kendall hinton, right former, former yes starting, hall of we call him quarterback hall of famer kendall hinton because his armband is in the hall of fame <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so you you talked about the lion, but I I think the, the tackles are fine. The interior is definitely concerning, even though they paid powers. Cushenberry is kind of a mess center. Yes. Uh, and and also it's a, it's a, you know a, they'll, they'll need a little time to gel. I actually don't think it's a huge weakness. I think everyone we speak to is nervous about their lion, Lindsay. You know what I mean? I think it's fair. There's yeah. like unless we you know until we get to the Eagles and Cowboys fans, mm. pretty much. And the Cowboys line is nowhere near where I guess where it used to be, but. You know, almost everyone's afraid. Uh, Alex, you nervous about the Vikings line? Of course. Well, I like not can't their tackles, but the interior of the line. line. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're in good company there. I do think they at least for you for, you know, not for lack of effort. I think they did put a lot of money and effort into this line. I think it'll be OK. Uh, they do need a good line. They have a 35 year old quarterback who is becoming less and less mobile. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to be what what kills the team, honestly, although he did take, I think, 55 sacks last year. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, we have Javante Williams, who somehow is back. I, I mean, last year they made it sound like he was going to have to get his leg chopped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that also concerns me because I'm still I still feel like he's made of glass where I can't believe he's out there. And then I just think it's going to take one hit and he's going to like his legs going to fall off. Um, so I think that's also where the fear with the line comes in. Yeah, Williams is is a frustrating, you know, is becoming a frustrating player. Well, he I mean, he played his rookie season. They, you know, he really had to share time with Gordon, but he, he, yeah. he looked good. I thought it would be a, a real star. I think some of like the advanced sort of like projection numbers thought him and honestly, Michael Carter, who's his backup, the Jets, Michael Carter, uh, would both basically because their numbers were lo- like video game numbers in North Carolina. Uh, he was good, but not spectacular last year. Not he's not he's not necessarily an elite receiver. That would be my one fear, but ultimately mm-hmm. that's you know an, an above average player. There, I do think the weakest part of the because the, the receiving group, like we said, is great. I think tight end is probably actually the the weakest like cumulative unit on 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 the offense now. No, I that's definitely a good point. And what's insane, and I feel like I'm waiting to get more information on this. So they released their unofficial depth chart. It was last week, the week before, and Adam Troutman is ahead of mm-hmm. Greg Dulcich, which was a shocker to everyone. Um, you know, I think Sean Payton loves Sean Payton's guys, and Troutman was a guy that he had when he was with the Saints. So I don't know how much we should read into that, but that was a shocker to me. Yeah, I mean, Dulcich had a really nice I, – I feel like people don't know about him. He's not fantasy relevant yet, but, like, he had 33 catches in 10 games, which for a rookie tight end is a ton. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do think that there is, you know, if you're, if you're catching 33 balls in a bad offense – as as a, a rookie, I think there is potential to become like a, a top ten tight end for sure. So I yeah, but, yeah. but as Lindsay said, Trotman's the guy that the that uh, that Peyton picked when he was in New Orleans. So yes. I think that's the reason there. Can we talk about right. the defense for a second? Yes. The, the defense was tenth in DVOA last year, which is good. However, there was um, and part of it might have just been quitting, you know, on their coach in general. I mean, the fifty one points they allowed <laughs> to the Rams was ridiculous. But like I was at that game. Oh, that was, that was my Christmas. So much fun. Yeah. No. But but there, you know, they traded Chet Bradley Chubb, and there was sort of a very strong distinction before and after. At the time they traded him ninth in defensive EPA per play, 29th after the draft after the trade. So, you know, they didn't lose anybody else other than Chubb's, you know, midseason departure last year. Yeah, obviously, uh, the DC Evero, he he went to Carolina. Van Joseph, by the way, how do you feel with him back in your life? You know, it's, you don't see a failed head coach come back as a coordinator under a different regime in the same. Uh, well, the cow, uh, the Cowboys had that right. Um, who who was the Cowboys coach who uh, who came back? He, I think he was a position coach, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. You keep talking. Um, All right, yeah. So Lindsay, so how, yeah, how is it having Van Joseph back in your life? You know, Vance, it's one of those. The CE is is not silent, Alex. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> 
Vance. I think you're mixing up Van Jones and Vance Jones. Oh, Van Jones, the guy on CNN. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those. Again, going back to Sean Payton being kind of an a hole. He, he came out and said Vance Joseph was not his first pick, um, but that that's just how the cookie crumbled. Um, he's you know he's one of those. He knows what he's doing. There are way worse options. Does he get me excited? No, but same thing with the Nathaniel Hackett thing. Like I don't have anything bad to say personally about Nathaniel Hackett as a person, and that's how I feel about Vance Joseph. You know, he didn't do anything that really upset me. He ruined. I, he ruined my uh, my childhood, Vance Joseph. Oh, tell me more. He's no. He's uh, I've mentioned the story before, but he's the worst player in Jets history. He oh, okay. it wasn't fair to him. He was a college quarterback. They tried to convert to corner. He didn't know how to run backwards, so it was very unfair to him. He, sh- he was should have been a practice squad player. But the Jets had a lot of injuries. They called him up to play the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. And the Raiders had Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. It went about exactly as well as you as you could imagine. Uh, a guy who doesn't know how to play cornerback guarding Jerry Rice. Uh, they yeah. basically decided each play, like, who would score a touchdown. It was 47 to 10. The entire Jets uh, crowd turned on the Jets and started chanting, let's go Raiders, like the Jets fans. Oh. Uh, so it was, it was a very bleak uh, moment in the beginning of the Rich Cote era for the Jets. The guy's name was Dave Campo, by the way. Uh, oh, I remember Dave Campo. Coach. Yeah, yeah who Campo's was the Cowboys coach for three years and then came back uh, six years later to be the DB coach. So in, in, in Dallas. Beyond. Oh, yeah. In Dallas. Yeah. Well, so I will say, I I mean, this is going to sound weird, but I'm like, I consider myself Trevor Simeon's number one fan. And I do feel like <laughs> Vance Joseph kind of like he had a pretty good year the year before. And then Vance Joseph came in and kind of ruined that. Um, but that's that is my one qualm. But, you know, he's one of those like there are way worse options. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he has really good talent. So it's just as long as he doesn't screw it up, he can't really fail. So what's your take on sort of the, the, the collapse? Hold on. Let's not bury the lead, Alex. I want to know why she's the number one of Trevor Trevor Simeon. Simeon. And by the way, Trevor Simeon might be an opening week starter, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. So why do you love Trevor Simeon? It's like the weirdest story. So long time ago when I was 21, I brought went to my first NFL game. I brought a sign that said, Von Miller, will you marry me? He saw it. He came over. He gave me a signed ball, took a picture with me, signed it. It was great. That's pretty good. And then I ha- yeah, yeah. And then I had this moment of like, that's never going to happen ever again. But what if I just aim much, much lower? Oh, and then this is good advice like, for everyone in general, Lindsay. Yeah. yeah no, so <laughs> don't I, go, don't chase the Von Millers of your life. Be real. No. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be Trevor Simeon's number one fan. He didn't even have social media. Um, he, I found him on LinkedIn. So we're friends on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> so then it was hilarious where a year later, this poor kid who never thought he'd see the field is suddenly having to fill in for pay or take over for Peyton Manning. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I've been his number one fan. Like, this is my guy. Does he know you and exist if, or no? Um, outside of LinkedIn. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm probably the only person who ever tweets about him. So maybe, <laughs> I um I once played uh, poker with your former coach, uh, quarterback Kyle Orton. Oh, and um, see a good time. <laughs> uh, I, my feeling was like, uh, you know, I was uh, especially at this point, I didn't have a job yet. I was a young twenty-something, and like I was like, if you're an NFL quarterback, you should not be playing at the same table that I'm playing at. And it just it was like a bad sign Maybe of his good with his money, Alex. Yeah, nah, you you got to step up from one two when you're an NFL quarterback. I feel they used like. to say Bill Gates would play one two no limit. Yeah, but with his friends or at a casino. No, at a casino. I don't. I don't know. That's Bill so Gates. stupid. Because Bill Maybe Gates, he, like he, he could call everything, and 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 it would never be aware. It's not worth this time. That's stupid. I guess that's true. Come on, get, get a little bit of more action. 
Got to make the juice worth the squeeze. Um, yeah, but but so tell me, like, are you not concerned about sort of the, the post-Chubb trade collapse of the defense last year? The, the loss of the defensive coordinator, et cetera? Lindsay? Um, I, like, look, I wanted them to keep Evero, but Evero was literally in Nathaniel Hackett's wedding, so I mm. knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, I, I, yeah, the collapse was interesting. Um, the penalties were also a really, really big issue for the Broncos last year. I'm not because we had some injuries last year. Um, You know, when Randy Gregory was on the field last year, he was fantastic. Now, granted, I think he's one of those we talked earlier where we gave a lot of guys big contracts and they have a lot of upside, but they either haven't proven it long term or they keep getting injured. And I do think Randy Gregory falls in that category. Um, But I think that if there I think barring injuries we're going to be okay defensively because the talent is there. Like I said, Randy Gregory was out for a lot of last year. And when he was on the field, he was fantastic. And I do, I do think that post London game, the shift on the team, I think they really just gave up. And I think you could also more than just Chubb. I I do think that played a really big part in it. I mean, if you, I was not, I was pretty close up at that Rams game and yeah, the sideline, let me just say, the sideline was not very uh, Christmassy. <laughs> they were not very holly jolly. They were they they just all seemed to hate each other and they were angry. So I think that being gone will play a pretty big impact. Yeah, there's so many big names on this defense. Yeah. You know, Frank yes. Clark, I don't know, maybe he's just a name at this point, but him, Zach Allen, Randy Gregory, we talked about. Patrick Sertan is good a quarterback as there is in the league. Justin Simmons, the same at safety. I mean, you know, there there is a lot of No, Simmons, there. I think, is no longer. Simmons, uh, Sertan is certainly a star. Yeah, Simmons is more of just an average player now, I think. Actually, actually he had, safety is one he of the He had the most interceptions last year in the NFL. Yeah, but he did get beat a lot, didn't he? He was also injured for a part of last year. Yeah, it's true. He missed a bunch of. He's been and he's a yeah. little older, but yeah, okay. I no, he's fine. I agree. They have they have a lot of names. The defense is is solid, but not spectacular. I'm not convinced they don't have an elite pass rusher anymore. I'm not convinced that they're going to get to the quarterback regularly. They're built a little strange. They, you know, they have really good inside linebackers, Singletary and and uh, and Jewel. Who do you think ends up leading this team in sacks, Lindsay? Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.